This is the Barbie movies that made us on 90.3 KRNU. Today we will be discussing Barbie as Rapunzel. Barbie as Rapunzel is the story of Barbie as Rapunzel and based on the fairy tale of the same name. Rapunzel is trapped in a tower by her mother Gothel. While adventuring around her tower one day, she discovers a magic hairbrush given to her by her birth parents. This turns into a magic paintbrush that allows her to travel through worlds where she finds adventure and possibly the love of her life. And also her parents. And also her parents, yeah. This is Barbie as Rapunzel. Yes, Bar- Barbie as Rapunzel is probably one of, it's, it's definitely in like some of my top Barbie mm-hmm. movies just because of the vibes, honestly. The vibes. The vibes. The, the pastels. The pastels. I love pastels, so it's just, it's such a very good film aesthetically, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they had 15, like, human characters that were motion captured over, like, 16 days, and the whole film was produced in a nine-month period, it's insane. Yeah. Normally, you would think most animated films take way longer than that. Yeah, way longer and have more people working on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially because, like, this is such a, a low budget mm-hmm. time because they were still, like, building up. This is only the second movie. Yeah, it's only the second movie. It's the second one that's directed by Owen Hurley, and but it is the first one that is written by Alana Lesser and Ooh. Cliff Ruby, the iconic duo that goes on to write half of the Barbie films. Mm-hmm. But what I found was really interesting was that Rob Hudnut, one of the writers of Barbie and the Nutcracker, the last one that we talked about, apparently was the writer for the original song featured in the film, Constant as the Stars Above, written by him and Ernie Roth and performed by Jessica Brown. Such a good song. Yes. Constant as the stars above Always know that you are loved And I think it says that it was, the score was performed by the London Symphony Orchestra again, who apparently Mattel has in a chokehold. Yeah, I think they, they at the very least do three. I think so. Mm-hmm. At least, well, the first. It might just be Owen Hurley. Is it? I think I don't know how far the London, how many movies the London Symphony Orchestra is in, but I know that they orchestrate at least the first three, which just coincides with Owen's directing. Yeah, I. Movies I that Owen's directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe he was besties with them. Maybe he was. We will be covering another. Oh, and Harley movie next week. Because mm-hmm. that so would be the know. next one, which is Barbie is Swan Lake. Yes. Another one that is heavily influenced by music. Yes. Another ballet. Yes. This one's not a ballet, but it is all, it has like musical elements to mm-hmm. it. And I feel like that really helps drive the plot line of this film. Mm-hmm. But this film, it has some icks for me. <gasps> Let's go through it does. I love this film and how, like, when Tangled was made, how it has, like, still a different plot from that. Like, yeah. it's so different, so original. The plot line's kind of wild. The motives for Mother Gothel 
in this different film, and I love it. The fact that she stole this man's kid mm-hmm. because baby. he didn't love her and then started a feud between two like kingdoms. Rivaling kingdoms, yeah. All for that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she framed a king for her crimes. Yeah. And, and then yeah. started like war that kept, that like separated brother from brother. Yeah. And like a quote from the movie. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and also like probably killed a lot of people. Oh yeah. And she also keeps a big dragon mm-hmm. as her her slave pretty much. Yeah, he's chained up in the backyard. Yeah. I think we should start off with talking about the animal sidekicks because there are so many in this movie. Hence one of my icks. There are too many in this movie. <laughs> there is one too many. Um, <laughs> my main problem is uh, Hugo, the... Wait, no. Was it Hugo? Yeah. It was Hobie. Hobie's the name the of the... The worst name I've ever heard. Hobie's oh the name gosh. of the bunny. Hugo's the name of the <gasps> dad dragon. Yeah. Hobie. I have beef with Hobie. I don't know what it is about him, but he just annoys me. He's annoying. He is. But um, I think I think my favorite animal sidekick in this film mm-hmm. would have to be Otto. Please explain. Okay. Please so, elaborate. So Otto, as you know, mm-hmm. is the I'm pretty. Is he an otter or is he a ferret? He's a ferret. Okay. Otto the ferret um is the evil sidekick, Mother Gothel's evil sidekick, mm-hmm. and he is a queer icon. He is the definition of be gay, do crime. And I love that for him. Is he a snitch? Absolutely. 100%. Is he the one snitch that does not get stitches? Yes. He gets burned a lot. <laughs> he does get burned. Mm-hmm. He he gets a little toasted. He gets a little crisp. And then he ends up at the end working as Mother Gothel's basically imprisoned so I mean, it doesn't really work out for him. He gets his, he gets his karma in the end. But he was very entertaining to watch, and I love that for him. That makes sense. Yes, yes. Although Penelope does also slap. Penelope's my number one, but elaborate. Please. Elaborate. I just love her so much, yes. and it's probably because. I am the klutz, and I wish I could move the plot forward with my clumsiness. No, because Slay. (laughs) No, because Slay. And I just... She's also a great friend, like when Rapunzel, who has no fashion abilities, is painting all of these outfits for herself. On herself? On herself, which... Such an iconic moment. We will get to the paintbrush in that montage. Mm -hmm. But Penelope just going, no, girl, Mm -mm. with that hat. I love her so much. And her thing with her dad. Yeah, I feel like she always... I loved her character so much because you see how she always feels like she's never enough. Mm -hmm. You see how much her dad clearly wanted a boy. Yeah. I just feel like she is just such a relatable character because she has her own struggles and she still manages to overcome them just like Barbie does in the film. And I think that that's so cool. Like, when she shoots her little fireball, and Aww. she believes, and she flies yeah. Rapunzel over the magic wall. Icon. Icon behavior. Maybe she is my favorite over um, Otto, but Otto's just so funny. Otto's just... I love him. Love him. <laughs> Someone else who I do hate, though, um, the love interest. 
Yeah, Stefan. I don't really vibe with him. I don't like Stefan. Fair. No. I think the thing that really like struck me with him is when when Barbie slash Rapunzel first meets him, and he's like trying to mansplain war. Yes. And he's trying to justify the war between the two kingdoms, mm-hmm. and she's just like. Why are why are you guys fighting? Like, yeah. What what is this for? Like what are Barbie the pacifist out here trying to solve a war? Literally. That she kind of created, but not intense. She was a yeah, baby. It she was a baby. Fault. Technically, it was God. It's a a war fought over her. Over her. Yes. Yeah. But the fact that she's just like, what are you like? What started it? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know. It's just always been happening. It's always been like this. And Barbie, the anti-traditionalist, being like, stop it. Yeah. She was literally just like, hey, um, maybe you should not do that. Like, maybe you should, you know, talk it out like adults. And yeah. he's just like, you don't understand. <laughs> you wouldn't get like, it. <laughs> is, is it that she wouldn't get it because she's a girl? She's supposed to fall in love with this man? I don't, I don't believe it. I also I don't just, believe it. I just don't buy their love story. I don't see the chemistry. No, me neither. Me neither. I, just, I don't see it. With Rapunzel and Flynn, they had this whole yes. adventure and this arc, and we saw the yeah, understanding, and we saw their relationship develop, whereas mm-hmm. Rapunzel and Stefan... Stefan is just kind of like, you're pretty, and Rapunzel's never seen a man before. Literally. Literally. Never seen a man before. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's kind of like taking advantage of her I mean, vibes. And I feel like their relationship is merely a plot device mm-hmm. used to, like, bring the two kingdoms together in harmony-type vibes. Like, yeah. merge the kingdoms. Yeah. And it's just, like... It does mm. feel a little, like, pre-falling in love, the swan princess. Yes! Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said um, he just sees her as pretty. Yeah. And it, it just gives off those vibes of how what to, else is there. Yeah. How to um. insult a woman in six <laughs> syllables or less. Yes. Stefan and Derek can co-write that book. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think Derek has evolved, even yes. though Stefan has not. I think Derek is not good with words. That's true. Which is yeah. not a good thing to have as a friend. He's too pretty. As a kingdom. <laughs> He's too, too himbo. Pretty. He didn't need to develop a brain. That's true. I'm a Derek I'm a terrorist. But yeah, I think Stefan just has like his issues where he hasn't really evolved as a human being yet. No. And he just like gives off those vibes. Yeah. And they're not good ones. So I don't really buy their love story either. Uh, the love story and the drama, though, between Gothel and... Uh, what is his name? The other king? King Wilhelm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would watch a movie that's just their... Oh, me too. Their story. I want to watch a movie about, like, how she started this war. Yes. I need a prequel. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Today. Yesterday. Yeah. Because I just feel like that would be such an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they haven't done it sooner. I don't know either, because every Barbie movie has some sort of anti-traditionalist theme and goes not hard into politics because these are children's movies but it's very definitely dips a toe in dips a toe into that like dystopian let's take over the government a little bit vibe 
Yeah. Love that. Probably why I love dystopian future uh, novels as a child. This is also one of, another one of the movies where Barbie is narrating this to Kelly. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the opening sequence? Yes. With all of the paintbrushes and like going through the tube of, I think, construction paper. Yeah. And just like the paint, just the colors and the imagery. Barbie's seaside painting was a little basic, but I did love it. It's fine. It's fine. She, she did her best. Kelly. Good job. Also, Kelly does kind of get on my nerves. Oh, um, this one definitely. A hundred percent. She's looking at a blank canvas and just like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, babe, you just gotta paint. There's no way. Literally. But to be fair, I did take a lot of art classes in high school, and by a lot, I mean it was like half of the yeah. time that I spent in high school. Me too. And I also had that problem of like, well, what do I do? Like, someone please give me a rubric. Um, <laughs> like, I I have no original ideas. I need ideas. But that was also for a class. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just like finding things to paint has always been something that I personally struggled with. So like I understood that, but it was just like, maybe it was the tone in her voice, or maybe I just don't like kids. <laughs> it's another I just don't like kids day. We were actually talking about this earlier, earlier today, today about how we find children, children movies. characters annoying, and we didn't know if it was just like just an us thing, or is this character actually annoying? Yeah, is this a writing issue, or do I just not like kids, and that's why I don't like this? Yes. Yeah. Is this a writing issue, or do I just not like kids a thread? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And I feel like Kelly tends to come off like that again, but I do also like that once again, the three little girls reappear, oh and I think they appear as Stefan's like sisters. younger sisters. Yeah. Which why are his siblings so much younger than him? You have a sibling that's very much younger than you. Fair. However, <laughs> three of them. Three. Well, Four. I think they're triplets. And there, there's a fourth one because there's Bowl a little cut boy. boy too. Yeah. Bowl cut boy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is another reoccurring theme because that's how the three little girls show up in Island Princess. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you do you think Stefan's parents were just kind of like this ten year old is too dumb, we need a replacement heir? <laughs> like that's the vibe I'm getting. Well, I mean I understand why like kings and queens have multiple, multiple children. Yeah. Especially because like I'm assuming this takes place a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um and typically that's when princess movies take place. We're talking like, a Renaissance. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So like the life expectancy, especially for children, really sucked. Yeah. So, of course, they would want to have, like, more than one or in case, like, that kid can't have heirs. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, stuff like that. But, like, waiting so long in between. It's a little. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> Not one I would make. Yeah. But it's definitely a choice. Maybe we've stumbled upon a new pattern once again. But I think that another thing that's interesting about this film is the fact that it's so alike other Barbie movies, but it's also different Yeah, in its own way. It kind of, like, helps set the stage for the rest of the Barbie movies. And I think that's in part because this is the first one that Alana Lesser and Cliff Ruby are writing together. 
one one of the ways I think it's very alike future Barbie movies is in the in the paintbrush montage scene. Yes. That had a very uh well, a magical paintbrush is very ethereal, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to have this it really was a fashion montage. Yes. I feel like we see a lot of transformation videos like Princess and the Popper and even Island Princess where she gets her very fun dress. And that's kind of a transformation type thing too. The yeah. the scenes feel very similar to me. Yeah. Except that one has a song. Except that one has a song. A very good song. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I totally agree with you that that has things that tie in to mm-hmm. other films as well. And that paintbrush and that song. Yeah. Like when so it turns into a paintbrush, right? In the, the hairbrush of the becomes night a paintbrush. randomly. Yeah. Which, can we can we talk about why it does that? I think it's I think we see like a hairbrush and then a shooting star and then it becomes a paintbrush. Yeah. So I think it's uh wish upon the stars above. Mm-hmm. I think she made a wish of just like, oh, a hairbrush is cool, but I'm a painter. Like yeah. That like if you were to she give has long hair, what is she gonna do? With <laughs> what is she gonna do with a hairbrush? It felt very. Like, if you were to give Merida a sword, it's yeah. just not my element. Mm-hmm. So, just like, you know how to use a paintbrush. Yeah. And the paintbrush was more helpful for her anyway. Yeah. I also like the idea of, like, just being able to paint whatever was, like, yeah. in your head magically. No paint. Really needed. appealed to me. Um, yeah. Especially after they made all of that paint. Yeah. Which, like, something that I thought was really funny when rewatching it was they made all that paint out of berries for her, which was, like, Mm -hmm. a nice gesture. It was all one color. Yeah. Penelope was was just crushing red berries for a long time. Slay, love that for her, but, like... Let's get some variety. Let's let's mix that up a little bit. There have to be other berries. Yeah. How else did she get paint before? Is it, like... wasn't giving her paint. Right? Like, is it, like, that situation in Tangled where, like, she had to get, like, the... What was it? Paint from the seashell yeah. that she got like once a year. Also, where was Gothel going? Great question. I think she might have been messing with political aspects, maybe covering her tracks, That's or so maybe, her. <laughs> or maybe just stalking the love of her life. Yeah, fair, fair. Just full stalking. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, this one. Definitely came out in 2002. Oh, yeah. You can kind of see it in the animation. Definitely looked better on my VHS player as a child. (laughs) This was one of the ones that I showed to my boyfriend recently. He's only seen Magic of the Pegasus and then Rapunzel. And he actually liked Rapunzel more than Magic of the Pegasus. Okay. A vibe. Yeah, very much a vibe. I think he would rate it, like... Eight Bibbles. He okay. really liked the storyline and the plot line. That's good. Um, it's very unique. Yes, yes. I was honestly surprised by his choice because I thought he would have liked Magic of the Pegasus better. But Me too. Maybe that's just because I really liked Aiden's gambling addiction. I think it's... It the... adds depth. <laughs> it adds depth. Some <laughs> flavor. Character development. <laughs> yeah, I think that this film was definitely very unique. Mm-hmm. Especially at the time, I don't think there was another Rapunzel movie. At no. least not an animated film that was specifically for children. Yeah. And I think that might be because the Rapunzel story is horrifying. It, it Do you know the story? I don't think I do, actually. So, I might, but I'm not. 
I can't remember it. Um, Rapunzel is, you know, in a tower. Mother Gothel, pretty basic. A prince comes along and homegirl is like, oh, I love a prince. <laughs> Absolutely. Falls in love with a prince because she's dumb. Fair. Rapunzel's dumb in every iteration. I'm so sorry. Honestly, fair. Yeah. Same. That's fine. <laughs> a prince comes along. They fall in love. Mother Gothel finds out. And it it varies in telling. But what we know happens next is the prince is pushed out of a tower and falls onto, like, thorny bushes. Blinds, oh, like the ones in um, Sleeping Beauty with the dragon? Yes. Yeah. Blinds him, and Rapunzel, Rapunzel's hair is cut, and she is executed to, like, a desert. Not executed. Banished. Banished, banished yeah. to a desert. Her prince stumbles around trying to find her, like, yelling her name, desperately trying to find her. Rapunzel oh, gives birth no. to twins in the desert. I wish you guys could see the shock on my face <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, Rapunzel gives birth to twins in the desert. The prince eventually finds her. He eventually finds her. Rapunzel cries and her tears heal his eyes and they live happily ever after. That is so weird. It's crazy. I don't think I like that. Yeah. Honestly. It's... Yeah, they changed a lot for the Tangled movie and I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. I'm very glad that they didn't push Slim Rider out a window. I he was like almost pushed out that window. Um, also, I do find it interesting that this reiteration of Rapunzel didn't have him climb her hair. Yeah. Except I mean, in the dream sequence and even then she, he didn't really do it. No. Uh, Gothel, her hair does get cut though. Yeah. And Gothel, because she's weird. Gothel cut it. Yes. And then pins it to her hat, I think? Mm-hmm. To pretend to, like, be her, to lure Stefan out and then kill him, yeah. I'm assuming. Probably a murder. Oh. I mean, she tried to kill him. That's fair. So true. I'm assuming that that was her plan the whole time. And then she also tries to kill the other three children. She's yeah. very violent. Yeah. She tries to commit regicide on multiple occasions yes absolutely i'm guessing if her plan were to go perfectly she would like commit regicide take out that entire family and be like wilhelm look what i've done for you because mm-hmm. she has she's insane she really is yeah absolutely. she stole a baby because wilhelm didn't love her yeah she would murder multiple people because to get wilhelm to love her yeah which is That's so her vibe. wild to me. Oh, yeah I, w- I would never. <laughs> it's wild to me because I would never. Well, it's it's not just that, like, I would never. It's just, like, there are, there are things that I would do. There are lengths that I would go. But That's not... thefting of a child and that, yeah. murder seems like a bit of a stretch. That's too far for me. <laughs> I agree. It should be too far for the average person. Good to know we're average. <laughs> But, yeah, I I agree with you. I agree. Um, I think that with, with this version, can we talk about the hair? We can talk about the hair. Because, okay, so the hair was so ahead of its time in Tangled, mm-hmm. right? That came out in 2010. This was 2002. The animation was very low budget, and so they did what they had to do. And if... I remember what I read correctly. Apparently, they had, like, someone model hair movements so that they could animate it. 
And what they did was they just tried to keep her hair in that, like, little slick chunk, mm-hmm. for lack of better term. And they just kept it like that the whole time. Yeah. And I didn't really like that. I liked the part when it was, like, changing up her hair. But mm-hmm. you also notice that she never really touches it. Yeah. But what's weird to me is that I noticed it never touches her back. Yeah. Her hair it, never touches her, her back. Her posture is incredible. Honestly, I could never. I have no. the posture of, like, a shrimp or a seahorse where my back is, like, in the shape of a sea. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she does it. Maybe her bed's just really hard, which <laughs> sounds totally like something Gothel would do. Yeah. Also, I think we should talk about the tower because the tower doesn't... We don't get introduced to Rapunzel with a tower. She mm-hmm. just sort of has a room on one side of Gothel's place. Yeah. And it's only after Gothel finds out that she had been visiting Stefan and... She didn't even know who he was. Yeah. And... Did not get a name. Neither. Yeah. And... Okay, this bothers me so much mm-hmm. in shows. When a character's like, I don't know. And then the parent or the other character's Starts like, hounding. I don't believe you. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Why would they lie? Like, why would she be lying? She what does is she not getting? know. She literally does not know. Like, how is she benefiting from not telling you? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that it is really interesting that we don't see a tower mm-hmm. until she puts her up there. Yeah. Because Gothel's got crazy magic. Yeah. And she's also crazy. Yeah. Like, in when we're first introduced to her... It's when she's coming home and Rapunzel has, like, done all of her stuff, like, all of her stuff, spot cleaned the whole house, basically, with a toothbrush, like, Cinderella the whole place. And Gothel walks in and she sees paint on Rapunzel because Rapunzel got done with her stuff early, like the queen she is, and had a little extra time to paint. And so she sees paint on, I think, like, her cheek or something like that. And Gothel's like, how do you have time to paint? You you had chores to do. Did you do all of your chores? And she was like, yes, I did all of my chores. And she was like, oh, fine. I have nothing to be... And, like, she finds mm-hmm. stuff to be mad at Rapunzel mm-hmm. about. And she, like, walks up the little stairs, and she hears one creak on the stairs. Yeah. And she's like, how come you didn't fix it? And Rapunzel's just like, I didn't know. It's your mm-hmm. job to know. This woman. <laughs> this woman. She is very toxic and abusive and wild to me. Great villain material. Yeah. Great villain material. I want to know how she got her magic, though. Yeah, that's Because it seems like no one else has it. No. Also, did they have very many dragons at that time? Because they seemed really shocked that there were dragons in the woods. I'm guessing it's just, like, a folklore thing of, like, we heard that there are dragons. People Mm -hmm. come and tell us that... There are dragons, but, but like, we've never seen them. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I always thought that that was weird. And it had the two comic relief side characters, yeah. which were those two knights that were chased by the dragons. <laughs> I always love the little the little comic relief side characters. I do, too. Yes. They're neat. Because in Nutcracker, it was, I think it was Captain Candy and Mr. Mint yes. were their names. Perhaps? Major Mint. Major Mint. Something Mint. Yeah. And then Captain Candy, I think. Something like that. The details aren't really important right now. They don't matter. They don't matter. But 
it, they were the two like more comic relief characters, and I feel like those had more of a important role in the storyline than these two did. That also means that we're getting in, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to my favorite two comic relief side characters. Who are the henchmen for Preminger? Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, we mentioned <laughs> this in our first episode. Yes, I yes. love them. Can we go an episode without talking about Preminger? Probably not. No. And so. it is 100% my fault. It is me. I am the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, what would you rate this one? I would give this film a six. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I just... I do love Constant as the Stars Above. Yes. And I love the pastels. I love Rapunzel's dress. Mm-hmm. Her ball dress is everything to me. I Absolutely. love Penelope. I don't like half of the animal sidekicks. And Stefan gets on my nerves. Absolutely, yeah. And he's also not as hot as I need him to be. No, absolutely, yes. And it's the same guy from the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. It's the same dude. Yeah. But I hate Stefan more, so yeah, he's... Me too. <laughs> At least Eric hot. was... He was hotter somehow. Yeah, he was. Maybe he just had darker hair. Maybe I just don't like blondes. But he was hotter. Agreed. Yeah. But I do like the political structure. I love Penelope's arc. I love Rapunzel's arc. Mm-hmm. I love uh, this take on the Rapunzel story. Yeah. And you gave Nutcracker seven bibbles? I did give Nutcracker seven bibbles because Tim Curry. Yes, absolutely. This one does not have Tim Curry. <laughs> this one doesn't have Tim Curry. Um, I think that I would rate it probably six, maybe seven bibbles. I also rated Nutcracker seven bibbles. Um, I think it's just because of the vibes. Yeah. The vibes are just so iconic. And I'm, I'm a pastel girly. I love pastel princess core. And it just screams that and just all of the little things. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think it would be rated higher if Stefan just had, if they just had more chemistry. Yeah. If they had any amount of love story besides, oh my God, you saved my sisters. Thank you. Like Thank that, you. Let's get married. Yeah. So weird. So that, that's, I think that's why I'm going to have to rate, maybe I'll rate it a six too, just because of that now that I think about it. But the vibes are just so good. Yeah. So good. And I'm very looking forward to next week where we cover Swan Lake because I have so many things to say about that one. Excited? I I will I will give a hint. I think I'm going to rate that one more bibbles. Oh, okay. Don't know how many more, but probably more. <laughs> All right. Next week, we will be covering Barbie in Swan Lake. Thank you for joining us on the Barbie movies that made us on 90.3 KRNU.